0: listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network.
1: Hello everybody out there, listening to the Oz Network, as we begin our month-long coverage of Star Wars. Uh, this is going to span two separate months, and we're very excited to be kicking it off here as we're nearing uh, American Thanksgiving. With an American Thanksgiving tradition, we're talking about a special so good, it aired only once. <laughs> 20, how many years are we out of? My math is awful. 40 something. It's 39. It is the anniversary. <laughs> 39 years ago. I believe today, um, at the time this episode is going out, we are at the anniversary of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, all you people who have been listening to us talk about Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars for months, and we're teasing Star Wars Month, Star Wars Month, this is what you tuned in to hear the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> We apologize in advance. Uh, we guarantee, as bad as some of the other things we're going to cover in the next month are, it will get better from here. Uh, my name is Colin, and oh, oh, we are excited, aren't we?
0: <laughs> my name is Ben, and stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, bait.
2: And I'm Rossi, and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wasn't a Wookiee impression. That was Rossi's reaction after rewatching this last night and then not living up to his expectations. That's
0: everyone's so- reaction ever watching this.
1: <laughs> We're going to have a, a varied amount of uh, opinions on this. Well, I don't think the opinions would be any different, but we have a varied amount of, I guess, expertise coming into this because... Uh, uh, I guess all of us have, you know, uh, well, we've all seen it now, but at least for me, I've seen this thing probably a dozen times. Oh, and God, why,
0: Colin, why?
1: I, I don't know why I put myself through this torture um, almost every year. But, uh, you know, Rossi, you had actually seen this before, and uh, Ben, you have never seen it, so... What oh, the um, good
0: days those were? <laughs>
1: back in your days of innocence before the star wars holiday special robbed you of everything you loved in life uh but i think this will be fun because i mean we we talked about doing you know star wars i think before the oz network was even conceived you know, we talked about you know just covering the star wars movies i mean you know ben and i we had done double oz seven for a long time and then we said well maybe we could come up with something for star wars and it wasn't even I think an idea of doing an entire podcast is just you know, we'll do a couple of episodes for Star Wars. And then the Oz Network came around, and of course we knew before Episode 8 we'd have to do Star Wars. But the series isn't done yet. You know, we don't have the 900 hours to dedicate to Episodes 1 through 7, or by the time we do it, Episodes 1 through 8. So we're doing kind of the spinoff things here. And uh, Ben, I don't know... <laughs> I'm going to be interested to hear. I proposed doing the Star Wars Holiday Special and doing this one first. You had never seen it. I didn't give you any indication of what this was like. Did you know of the reputation that this held? And what did you expect coming in?
0: I Yeah, I knew all about the reputation. I, you know, I'd read about this a lot of the time over the years and kind of... I mean, it's not something that I... Gone out of my way to want to see, but I guess it was, you know, as a Star Wars fan, you're kind of curious about it, Um, but I guess it was sort of something that I was like, yeah, I'll get around to it one day, Um so I mean, yeah, I was well aware of how badly this was received, but, you know, as, as we do a lot, I feel, on this show, we kind of have done a few of these movies and TV shows and things like that that necessarily don't have the best reputation, but somehow at least one of us will like it. So this is where yeah. I was kind of like, as I said to you guys just before we uh, started, I was like thinking, I'm probably going to watch this, think this is the most terrible thing, and you two are going to be like the only defenders of this in the world. You're going to be all like, oh my God, Ben, no, this is, you know, so underrated and stuff like that. And <laughs> I, just, I just didn't know what to expect because it really is one of these things with a reputation where you're thinking, oh, will it live up as, you know, as bad as it is? Because I also personally sometimes like to go into things that have bad reputations and try and like it and try and be a bit different, hence why I like to die another day. But, um you know, it's... it's it, I don't even know what to say about this because it was
1: just... You've basically been speechless for the last, you know, 12 hours really, or whatever since we started messaging.
0: Really, really have. And I mean, like... You know it's we I think one thing that we always kind of said when we were doing Survivor Oz and talks about doing any sort of um Star Wars stuff is that um we thought the survivor fan community was passionate and you know talkative and uh, you know, who quick to jump down our throats for our opinions. I think that was one thing we were always scared about. We knew how, you know, passionate the Star Wars fan community is compared to the survivor community. I really think we're gonna find some Star Wars fans that are just gonna love this episode and maybe they'll stay with the OS Network because surely, like, <laughs> like I, I wanna find one Star Wars fan that, and I'm sure there is, that perhaps liked this because what the hell did I just watch? I mean, I I, I I tweeted out last night that I will never bag out Jar Jar Binks again. Jar Jar Binks is amazing. <laughs> he is, like, the greatest character in Star Wars compared to this. So, yeah, I don't know what I watch. I really don't.
1: Uh, Rossi, so you had seen this before, and, you know, I think Ben and I had sort of planned these as a separate thing, um, as as we were doing with DC Month and Anniversary Month and everything. And you and I have kind of been doing like uh, holiday theme things for the last month or so. And we were talking about doing, you know, a Christmas thing maybe, maybe one or two episodes on Christmas, some Thanksgiving stuff. And you said, Oh, we have to do the Star Wars holiday special. I'm like, Well, we're actually doing that already, <laughs> and you pretty much begged, I'm like, I gotta be on that episode. So you had seen this before. So what was compelling you to want to watch this again and not only want to watch it, but want to spend an hour or two hours discussing it?
2: Well, it's my origin with the movie is actually quite interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. So I watched this, uh, I'm a subscriber and I watched this YouTube channel and they do like their main, their comedy thing. And their main thing is uh, they do drunk Disney movie uh, watches. So they watch a movie, have a drinking game and they make a thing. And they did this in honor of, you know, Disney buying the rights to Star Wars and all that. So they did that as their holiday special one one time. And so I watched that first. And I was like and they were hating it and I was like I mean, I don't see the whole movie obviously when in their video, but I was like how bad could this be? And then I watched <laughs> it and I was like, "Okay, it is that bad." Yeah. <laughs> but so, for some reason, my memory of the movie is them watching it, not me
0: watching it. A bit of
2: yeah, so, like, I'm like, they were funny. They were they were, they were were making me laugh. And I'm like, oh, it can't be that bad. So I was like, that's why I'm like, Colin, I got to be on it. It's ironically good, but actually, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, and just to repeat what Rossi was mentioning, I think you were watching this the exact same time I was watching it last night. And all you messaged me is, uh, I can't believe I want to talk about this movie. I forgot how bad it is. <laughs> and
2: I and said, actually, just- I didn't even finish it. I like, I couldn't get through it. I was like. I got like halfway through and I was like, "I think I'll just finish it
0: later." I just can't watch it now. <laughs> yeah, I had to keep pausing it I, and get I, I up couldn't... and doing stuff. I just could not watch this in one sitting.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, th- by the second
0: we're... song, I was done. <laughs> the second
1: that was about ten minutes in, I think. <laughs> um, I mean, th- it's different for me because I saw this. i I'm just such a huge Star Wars fan, and I had heard about this for a while and wanted to uh, find a copy. And uh, I remember, you know, looking on eBay, wanting to buy a copy. And I got like a VHS of this 15 years ago that I spent $30 on then. And it came, I, I mean, I think it was one of those things where because I'm such a big Star Wars fan, it was worth the money to me. I'm like, this is so bad, but it's just hilariously bad. And I'm so glad I had the opportunity to watch it. And it's one of these things I've gone back to and watched several times since then. But uh, I don't even know, I think it was maybe about three or four years ago, I started showing this to my nephews. I'm like, you guys know they made a Star Wars like holiday special. And we probably watched about 15 minutes of it and then shut it off. And that should have given me the indication it doesn't hold up well. But watching this last night for the first time in a few years was interesting because Jamie had never seen this before. She said, I think you've shown me one or two clips. And I'm. Kind of similar to Rossi, I'm like, yeah, I re- you know, this, there's some, it's dumb, it's, it's terrible, but there's some fun stuff in here, and I'm like, come on, it's gonna get good soon. There's a good part coming up, and we're just watching and watching and watching, and after a while, she's like, what is this thing on? Like, I don't understand. It's basically like Ben. It's just speechless. Like, I, I what the
0: I, holiday was like mean, me. You're speechless when Jamie
1: saw me. Is that what you're saying? Or <laughs> she's just. She, she's speechless so she's like I don't even know what we're watching and uh, I think we shut it off right before the B Arthur bit last night <laughs> um, and as we were coming home I said, you know I gotta finish watching this today because I need to re- record on it in, you know about two hours she's like please don't make me watch the rest of it <laughs> and it was like the most sincere things like I don't want to watch any more of it please <laughs> And I I think I can always watch this to get some entertainment out of it, even if it's just how bad it is. But, you know, I I, I kind of knew uh, from the beginning that if there was ever going to be a unanimous bin, this might have been it. So you you didn't even think that me,
0: with my track record of things that I like, that I possibly might have come out of this liking this?
1: (laughs) No, there was no chance, let's be
0: honest. Even Ben won't like this.
1: Yeah, this is like going into Dirty Dancing all over again. Like it was, it was a guarantee. Don't remind um, me. I mean, I figured even with Rossi, you know, because we've proposed a couple other holiday specials to watch, and I think I got a good idea on what's you know he, he views as good and bad. So I didn't really expect Rossi to love this either. I just I was unsure why Rossi was coming on the episode. Is he coming on here because he just hates it so much? He just has to spew out all of his anger. But uh, I don't know. He misses know. We're me. Gonna...
0: He misses Ben. We know that that's all. It was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Rossi, how much do you did you miss Ben as much as crazy headless uh, hole in his head man? Mrs. B. Arthur.
2: <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, I don't or know.
1: Like or is it kind of like how much Chewie and Mala miss <laughs> each other before they have sniff sex for about five minutes on screen? <laughs>
2: it may have been as much as uh itchy l- lumpy tuggy whatever its name was <laughs> and that mysterious spirit lady
0: i thought it oh, was more creepy a trader guy who's really turned on by wookies every 5 seconds oh Look, i love wookies
1: keep- oh, <laughs> This special is full of love. That's what it's all about. This
0: porn. <laughs> this is like Bailey's porn.
1: There are some weird scenes in there that kind of qualify.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Name one scene that isn't weird in this damn thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were referring to porn. I'm like, well, I don't think that, you know, Lumpy playing with his uh whatever radio receiver was porn but well, um,
0: I don't know if you've watched seventies you've never watched porn
1: but like I mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> see porn colin is when people have sex and they film it. Um so it's it's fun. You should Jamie would know all about it probably. But anyway <laughs> Uh
1: well, let's go through uh a few of the background stories of this I guess. I mean Star Wars came out uh, the summer of 1977, and of course, it became the biggest movie in history. And, you know, you say whatever you want about, like, this made the most money, or Avatar, Titanic, or whatever. But, I mean, if you look at unadjusted grosses and then you just combine it with just the fanaticism, I don't think you could ever argue, still to this day, Star Wars is probably the most popular movie ever made. And you got to imagine at its peak, 1977, 1978, you know, how much people were loving this. And a three-year wait for a sequel was too much. And an idea was uh, thrown out there towards george lucas uh that, that whatever network this is on i don't know if it was cbs or something uh they said we want to do like a star wars holiday special and there have been different stories told over this over the years of course as we've discussed you know in some of our um episodes whether it's about star wars or not you know there's just a lot of hate that gets put on george lucas for no reason george lucas basically had nothing to do with this other than the fact that They said, we want to do this special. Can we have the rights? Can you give us the actors? Can you give us some of the costumes and things like that? His involvement was very minimal. And uh, I read two separate biographies on George Lucas years ago. One was kind of an unofficial, like authorized biography. And the other one was like a completely unauthorized biography. And both of them told pretty much the same story of this, that um, the idea was we want to push the merchandise because I think any Star Wars fan has heard the story that they didn't have toys when Star Wars came out. And there was even that, um, Ben Rossi, I don't know if you even heard about the uh, empty box promotion they had, like the first Christmas in 77 or 78 or something like that. No. Are you familiar with that? No. The idea was that, Like, nobody had ever dreamt, oh, we could have merchandising out of a movie like this. So there were no toys prepared. But because they knew the Christmas season was coming up, they would sell an empty box. And the idea was you buy this, and then a few months later, when the toys are ready, they would ship them to you. So George Lucas is here, and he's really realizing what the potential is of merchandising. And at the same time, the studios are telling him a three-year wait's too long to capitalize on kids' movies. You need to keep it fresh and in the public eye. And... The idea of doing the holiday special ultimately came down to that uh, they wanted to get something Star Wars out there so that they could sell more merchandise. And it was kind of a favor to the merchandising companies, the toy companies and everything like that, where they said, we want some type of new content. And even Mark Hamill told this story recently, I think last year at some comic con about how he didn't want to do it, and George Lucas pitched him and said, you know, it's it's kind of a deal we're doing with the merchandising people so we could keep something out there. Um, really, that's where Lucasfilm's involvement ended, and it kind of shows, other than, you know, a few little things, like uh, Boba Fett, of course, appears, which is the one thing about this that uh, I'll be interested to hear if uh, we have anything good to say about, because it is the most popular thing and the only thing that Lucasfilm's ever released since then. So Special comes out in 1978, and I don't know if it ever has been shown since then. I mean, it, uh, I, I can't imagine that the only version of this that ever exists is that. But still, didn't really get a great reception. Uh, we've gone through our history on this. Um, I, I'm just curious, the versions that you guys saw, did it include commercials or not? Because there's some cool versions out there that include commercials. The, the,
0: mine, I will, as I kind of said to you guys off air, that... The one I first got was sort of... Because oh, I knew this only went for, like, 90 minutes. But the one I had said it went for two hours. I'm like, what if I downloaded it? It's like the director's cut, like Batman v Superman or something. But it was some sort of fan audition one where there was, like, commentary on it. And I think kind of in scanning through it to see if the commentary ended, I saw there were commercials on it. Um oh. but, but then sort of the one that I ended up watching... um didn't. I love how you kind of said that Mark Hamill originally didn't want to do it. You can kind of tell that them him, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford in this didn't want to do it. Yeah. They phoned in their performances so bad in this thing. Um, and one thing I wanted to say, like, when you said about this coming about, because it was like the biggest movie ever, I'm, I'm very disappointed that we didn't get the Titanic holiday special in 1998. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I wanted Cal Hockley, like, on a boat, just you know, sad about shit. Um, you know, singing and yeah, having... Yeah, what
1: kind of actors could we have recapped? <laughs> (laughs) Like, who would have been playing the, you know, (laughs) lesbian bartender in 1998?
0: (laughs) Oh, Fran Dresser, of course. We're just going to (laughs) go... Are we really doing this again, Colin? (laughs) Trying to find late 90s actresses (laughs) that would have been bad? We only found two, so...
1: But anyway, Star Wars, you know, mania has swept the world, and uh, of course they brought out all the big stars for this. This is a special that stars Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, <laughs> Carrie Fisher, R2D2 as himself, Beatrice <laughs> Arthur, Art Carney, Harvey <laughs> Corman, and so on, so on. Um I love that it actually just uses recycled shots. Like again, this they, they went to George Lucas and said we need a few things. He gave them recycled shots of the Millennium Falcon and everything, the Millennium Falcon set. And the one thing we'll say, you you mentioned the phoned-in performances here. <laughs> Harrison Ford, yes, it is phoned-in. You could tell he didn't want to do this. There's a hilarious interview that Harrison Ford did on Conan O'Brien where he kind of just you know uh, evades any questions about the Star Wars Holiday Special, but. Um, the one thing I will say, whenever he's in the Millennium Falcon and he's just spouting out his, you know, uh, technical mumbo-jumbo, he, he's he's pretty much delivering the same performance he did in Star Wars. So I think, uh, you know, props to Harrison Ford that he didn't give this the lazy man's effort uh, or the stoned effort that some of his other co-stars did. Um, <laughs> but the whole... We all knew who we were talking about.
0: Yeah. C3PO, not, of course. It's not
1: too... Serious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... So, the whole setup of this is that this is uh, the Wookiees version of Thanksgiving Christmas. They probably thought, you know, this was airing on Thanksgiving. They probably thought, well, this will have legs. We could re-air it at Christmas. We could re-air it every year. This could be the new Charlie Brown Christmas. Or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Because there are elements that are both Thanksgiving and Christmas about this. But, of course, it's Life Day, which, oh, I I can't even tell you, like, how big Life Day is around these parts here in Canada. (laughs) Rossi, what's Life Day like in New Jersey?
2: Um... (laughs) It's really, like, life minute, and people throw their golden orbs in the sky and then leave.
1: <laughs> and I thought it was just a Canadian thing. Um, but, yeah, let's let's go through a whole bunch of stuff. This is going to be the weirdest episode ever to cover because I was watching this last night. And I'm like, can I just cover it start to finish and we just give our opinions? Like, what else do we say? We have 15 minutes of Wookiees growling at each other. <laughs> Walking on their shag carpets in their tree forts. <laughs> um, I, I will mention a few comments Jamie had here on the way. For whatever reason, it really bothered her. Mala didn't look more feminine. <laughs> like,
0: well, that's this the point. They a point. You can't tell the difference.
1: <laughs> it's a bearded Sasquatch woman. Like, what do you do to make her look feminine? Like, Boops. Like, give her some eyelashes? <laughs> yeah, some boobs, yeah.
0: Well, they make the, um, old, the old grandpa look like, I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's got this weird, like blower lip that swallows his nose. <laughs> uh, but his- Chewie's family, Mala, his wife, the very unfeminine Mala, uh, Lumpy, his uh, son, who's just a bother in the beginning of this episode. Oh, like, the beginning! Get out the
0: whole thing. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, when the Stormtrooper tries to kill Lumpy, like, you know, the parents aren't putting up much of a fight there. Uh, Itchy's building, I don't know, a wooden model of a Star uh, Destroyer or um, uh, an X-Wing or something. Uh, Mala is sitting there staring at the picture of handsome Chewbacca. Oh, <laughs> you can just see the hearts swarming around her head. And there are basically f- at least five to ten minutes of this Um <laughs> followed by a weird hologram video. Now, this is where it becomes very painfully 70s, because I guess variety shows were big in the 70s. And I've kind of seen, you know, different variety shows, like on, like, TV Land or Deja Vu or things like this are, like, some different old uh, classic TV channels or even just YouTube clips. And this is just the way it is. Like, let's throw a weird acrobat act out there. Let's throw a musical act out there. Let's do a sketch. And this Rhythmic Gymnastics... <laughs> crossover with off the podium here. (laughs) Um, This is how Wookiees entertain themselves. Uh, Mala checks the radar. There's nothing on the radar, so she's waiting for Handsome Chewie to come back. (laughs) And she FaceTimes Luke. So (laughs) Luke is working on either his X-Wing or he's burnt some toast really bad because it's just smoke everywhere. And (laughs) Uh, he's just he can't interpret what they're saying or whatever. It's like, oh hi, Mala. It's just, oh, it's so cheesy. And he's wearing more makeup <laughs> than we have ever seen, which I'm glad, rossi You commented on that, and Ben, it's your profile pick right now. Now there is a reason behind it. Whether this is the only reason, I don't know. But around the time that Star Wars was coming out, uh, Mark Hamill was involved in uh, a car accident. And it involved, like, you know, some, you know, a little bit of reconstruction on his face. Mark Hamill now says that this story has been blown completely out of proportion, but it is a confirmed fact that they wrote the moment of the Wampa attacking Luke in Empire Strikes Back to explain the fact that he had a slight scar on his face. So I don't know if this makeup is to cover for that, but, like, let's be honest. I mean, he looks like he belongs to rhythmic gymnastics here. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) Um and he has something to line up. line well, uh, what's with the, all the long faces? <laughs> it's just, uh, let's just stop it here because you know, we're about to get to the good stuff after this, I guess. <laughs> it's just the Wookiee household and Luke on FaceTime. Um, ben, why don't you go first? Just give us whatever I've missed here.
0: I just don't get anything that's happening in this opening bit because you've got old Grandpa Weedy. What's his name? Lumpy. Lumpy. Like, Playing with a, I don't know, yeah, he's doing his thing. Then in comes the little shit. What's, his, what's he called? Itchy? Scratchy? Um, weirdo? Our love
1: is the son. And yeah, itchy's the father. alright, well, cool. Um, so like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, totally different. Let me go back to my notes.
0: Just like, he's come running down and he's like, are we meant to be feel sorry for him here? Because he's like, annoying the shit out of his granddad. He's like, fuck off. So he goes to his mum, he's <laughs> like, cooking dinner, and, like, I initially think, like, oh, dinner's ready, she's calling for him, but she's, like, calling him over just to, like, tell him to fuck off, so he's like, oh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So then he tries to eat, like, a biscuit off the table, and he's like, no, fuck off. So, like, he then goes outside, <laughs> and, like, starts cr- like, what, balancing on the, the ledge with the great seventy special effects, only for them to realise, oh, you know, where's Chewbacca with this weird photo frame thing, which I don't even know, like, what I'm looking at, and why are they just staring at the photo? Like, they know he's not there. <laughs> so,
1: and then. Because they miss him. they gone so long.
0: But then they're like, oh, we should really entertain our little shit of a kid. Let's put on a cassette with Cirque du Soleil on it. Um, which is just like, it goes on for so long. I'm like, God, does this end? It's like, they're crawling up, they're singing. He's way too excited for these weird little people juggling and stuff. Um And then what could make this better? Oh, I don't know. he's caked-faced Mark Hamill uh, sc- <laughs> Skyping with them, phoning in a performance of What's up? Oh, he's not there. There must have been trouble. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: Suey's <the Chewy's> act- <laughs> never missed a life day before.
0: And what the hell is he doing? He's, I, I don't know. He's burning toast. I think he's like smoking a blunt. He's like it's that big. <laughs> <laughs> he's like just. I don't even know what the hell to to think of it. But. Oh my god like I think I'm this point in I'm like yeah this really has a valid reputation I don't know what I'm watching <laughs> um I wonder if those like juggling acrobat people got some form of uh you know fame out of this like oh yes I appeared in the star Wars. I was watched by Chewbacca's son who tried to poke my juggling orbs um, and they can fit all that in a cassette. Like, I want to go to, is it Kashik? That's the
1: planet, right? Um Kashuk,
0: yeah. Yeah, oh God. Well, a,
1: or is it? Because in this special, it's Kazook!
0: Oh, Kazook, right. Um, of course it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Rossi, <laughs> um, just have at it. <laughs>
0: um,
2: well, I was just, okay, I want to ask. Would it have been better with subtitles? Yes. To figure out what they were saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, we could subtitle it ourselves. I'm, I'm sure, sure there are versions do. out there where people have done it, but like... Maybe yeah. those
2: commentary guys did <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs>
1: Riff track, yeah. Um,
2: but it was just so... It, it, uh, like, the whole entire movie, I know we're talking about the first segment, but the whole entire movie was, hey, remember all these good things you loved about the original Star Wars? Well, we're not going to show you them. (laughs) Here's everything that you missed in the background. Um, (laughs) Like, they try to make it seem more interesting than it actually is. They'll they'll flash to Skywalker. They'll flash to Leia. Like, oh, you remember these people? They're great. They're in it, too. For 45 seconds. They're literally in it. Like, Mark Hamill literally showed up with his cake face makeup (laughs) and was like... Don't worry, I'm sure he'll be there. Come on, give me a smile. And it was like... (laughs) It was so uncomfortable. And I... I honestly thought, what's his face? I don't even know. The little... The runt was going (laughs) to jump off the thing after not getting a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was just... And it's not like they were like... Like, I see why they had these little... Add in segments of Skywalker and the cooking thing. It's because you can't stand listening to these moans and groans for more than a minute without wanting to shut it off. <laughs> like so, that first like sure. beginning thing where they're like, "Stop playing with the airplane! Get the basket outside!" and whatever was so annoying because it was just yelling. Oh, it's awful! I, I just <laughs> probably the worst love... part of the movie is this beginning.
1: Uh, I, I just love the year for like. Lumpy standing on the edge there and it just feels like like this is the Wookiee version of 13 Reasons Why. Like, will Lumpy jump? Why did Lumpy jump? Somebody needs to edit this into that version. Like, why did Lumpy 13 jump? 13 Reasons Why. Lumpy's jump.
2: Yeah, you replace it with um, uh, Han Solo throwing the guy over with the breaking of the, yeah. the barrier. <laughs>
0: which is and it just ends in 20 minutes the one thing i wanted to add i forgot to say like when they when you did the whole introduction was we like harrison ford as han solo like you know they've got that little smirk they have at the camera harrison ford looks yeah. like they're just bothering him <laughs> they're like harrison <laughs> ford has han solo. he's like yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> it's like the bad old 70s sitcoms if people haven't seen this or if you missed it like mark <laughs> hamill's literally looking at the camera and gives it a wink Harrison Ford has like a serious face on with his gun and he turns to the camera, like, Oh hey, what's up? And then just turns away. Carrie <laughs> Fisher is so
0: stunned. Those- she doesn't even realize someone's talking. She's like, Yes! Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: the um Survivor original Survivor um like seasons that had those awkward
0: oh, the- like, yeah. like things that were better than that. Richard Hatch, a thirty two year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least those people gave
1: Carrie gave- Fisher. A drug rehab resident from San Jose, California. <laughs> and
0: I love, I love when they're on Skype with like uh, his parents, and they're like, you know, oh hey, what's up? They just hold the photo up of Chewbacca to the camera.
1: Oh Chewbacca! Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he look <laughs> handsome? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What if Luke just didn't get it? It's oh Chewie, is that a new picture? <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that his Facebook profile picture? I'd swipe right on Tell Tinder. <laughs>
1: Tell him to come to the phone. I want to talk to him. I want to tell him how nice that picture is. That's like when,
0: when we get to Leia, when she's like, oh, we don't want to waste transmission time. Hurry up and put Han Solo and Chewie on. <laughs> Dick Leia moment. She's so stoned. Oh, what's going like- on?
1: I only got a fifty-five left here on my Skype account. Can you hurry it up here, Mala?
0: Dude, you guys are so hairy. Like, what if the hair, like, grew on your hair? Like, wouldn't that be amazing?
1: <laughs> oh, this is just genius, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, this whole special... Wait, is are me- these
2: people then technically bald? Because they have the same thing that, like, wraps their entire body. So, what? like, are they what? technically bald?
1: Fur wraps their body. What? Yeah, like,
2: well, <laughs> the fur is their like skin essentially. So, is it like their vault?
1: I don't think it's their skin. I think that their fur is their fur. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, but we
2: we can tell the difference from their like the top of their head to this like. I mean, never Haven't know. you ever shaved a Wookiee, Rossi? <laughs> Sorry, next next week.
0: I've just Googled shaved Wookiee. Whoa, that's a that's some interesting Oh my god, somebody superimposed Whoopi Goldberg onto a Wookiee. Wookiee Goldberg, Colin, oh. it's coming across in our episode. <laughs> Wookiee Woman
1: Oh Um God. Let's move on to our first I love the Whoopi Goldberg I just saw. It. I just got the <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my profile picture. It's Wookie Goldberg. Ah, <laughs> oh, won't let me change it. Boo. <laughs> All
1: right, so here I guess Mala's got lots of time to Skype people, so she skypes um, Art Carney here, the guy who runs the Trading Post. And we get this really bad. Did anybody else notice the really bad dubbing for this imperial officer who's just wandering around the trading post looking for knickknacks, or whatever it is he's buying? I noticed a lot of bad things about these Collins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I wasn't as concerned with the bad dubbing of the imperial officer. <laughs> um, no, it's just if you listen to this guy, like they never show his mouth move, and then every time he talks, it's like. He sounds like he's the Emperor. <laughs> it's just it's bizarre. Um and of course when Mala calls up, you know, she's not discreet enough to actually get, hey, don't say anything about your husband, who is a rebel, as this imperial officer are. Oh, you're calling because you're wondering if that shaggy carpet you ordered has arrived. <laughs> well, the old lady put it together, she did it by hand. Solo. <laughs> And this script here took four people to write. We should point that out as well. Even um,
0: George Lucas, and I think, Colin, this is a perfect time to uh, bring our uh, usual reference to the sand line. Uh, even even the infamous, <laughs> I don't like sand, of course it's rough, it gets everywhere, is genius. That's Academy Award winning stuff compared yeah. to what's going on in this shop right now.
1: She <laughs> made it by hand. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quickly, I'll just mention the script here. Actually, five screenwriters, so I can only really find profiles for three of them. Uh, one guy here is just you know a regular you know '70s uh, variety show writer. Bruce Valanche is one of the other ones. He's probably one of the most famous variety writers out there. Uh, he's most well known now, I guess, for the TV show Hollywood Squares, and also just that he writes uh, all the Oscars every year and the Grammys and different award shows. But Pat, the, here's where the humor comes from. This, this movie's hilarious. You know it's hilarious because the humor part of this was written by Pat Prof, the man behind the Naked Gun trilogy and Hot Shots and the scary movies. Now, uh, were there jokes in this or is Hand Han Solo the best that we got only three years before Naked Gun or the, the police files that spawned the Naked Gun? It's just sad. Um, All the Wookies are saying guy, the funny lines. I just didn't have the subtitles. Yeah, on. that's right. Yeah, Pat Prof's like, I'm going to write a really funny roar And everybody, George Lucas, Carrie Fisher's like,
0: Carrie Fisher's <laughs> laughing <laughs> at that's, everything.
1: That's why Carrie Fisher, he figured if Carrie Fisher laughs, then it's funny. <laughs> he realized there's a reason why. Um, this Imperial officer is such a jerk here, where he's just like, I said I'll take it. And of course, he doesn't pay for anything here. Uh, there's a brave, very brief scene of Darth Vader. And this is where I, James Earl Jones, I guess this is in the animated part, but he gets his billing. Here's some trivia here. The deleted Darth Vader scene, or it actually is a deleted Darth Vader scene from A New Hope. They had a couple of shots, and then this one, which isn't even a deleted scene, I think you could find it on the Star Wars Blu-ray box set. It's just a moment from a new hope, where uh, Darth Vader was walking through a star destroyer, maybe part of the Death Star, and he was talking to another officer, and they just redubbed. They brought James L. Joe's in to redub the dialogue for this very brief Darth Vader scene here. Um. The, okay, here we go. <laughs> stir whip, stir whip, whip whip oh, stir. <laughs> what the uh, fuck. So I. Yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, why are we doing this? <laughs> Harvey Corman here, who plays multiple characters, uh, another, I guess, uh, sketch comedy variety show legend, uh, appears here in less makeup than Mark Hamill. Yes. <laughs> uh, with <her> arms. <laughs> intergalactic Julia Child as she makes Bantha Stew. Uh, and I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, there's one funny moment, which may or may not have been unscripted, where the wig that Harvey Corbin has, as he's stirring, whipping, stirring, whipping, 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 <laughs> stirring, his wig starts to fall apart and unravel, and they just leave it in the special. <laughs> um, but what else after this? There's uh, more recycled shots of Han and Chewie. Um, first of many Imperial messages where the Imperials say, due to a suspected rebel activity on Kazook, which As far as I know, it was always Kashyyyk, and they just pronounced it wrong in here. uh, Because even the spelling, I guess, you know, back in these days when they were promoting it, it was right. So I don't know why they call it Kazook here. They mentioned there's a blockade of the planet. So, oh, no, Chewie and Han are never going to get here. And Art Carney comes back with a proton pack. uh, And here's where he gives the gifts to everybody. So these are life day presents. (laughs) So... Uh Lumpy takes his little receiver, his radio up here to his lumpy loft upstairs. Uh, and he wishes happy left it, itchy. <laughs> so he gives him some bestiality VR porn to watch. <laughs> Which is the only way I could describe it. <laughs> If he was giving him a Wookiee porn thing, it might make sense, but this is flat-out porn. <laughs> this
0: is so porn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm choking now. Um, so Diane Carroll plays the hologram here, who, oh, could we just find all of her lines from this? Uh, 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 um, I am in your mind as you create me. Oh, yes, I can feel your creation. <laughs> it's just the i i and sad yes it lives up to my stereotype but i mean i was at least a teenager when i got this 15 years ago and i did not get that this this is supposed to be i just thought this is some weird spacey woman didn't get this is supposed to be porn (laughs) Maybe a little too old to not be getting the joke, but still. Um, This is the single weirdest thing in the history of television. The history of television. Because even if you can explain why in a, a, a holiday special for children, you have an old man moaning and groaning and continuing to rewind as she goes, You're adorable. You're adorable. We cannot explain why he's getting off on some weird human woman when he's a Wookiee. This is bestiality VR porn. And we have to. I mean, this is going to be the main talking point, so let's just stop there. Uh, ben? Oh, where
0: did we come to this? Let's do Star Wars month, Colin said. Oh, exciting. We get to talk about Star Wars. No, oh, we're doing the holiday special, kids. Uh, uh, <laughs> the um, This guy So so what The actors What is he ha- Harvey Corman Is that his name Or the, Yeah So Okay that's weird uh, You two wouldn't get this But in Australia We've got a very big Sort of uh, Department store chain Called Harvey Norman So um, <laughs> That's where it came from Harvey Corman This guy's creepy yeah. as fuck Like He's well, like yeah. He's like Walking around And this with-
1: isn't even his creepiest
0: moment No God no Like There's, you know, he's there with this Imperial Guard. The most depressed Imperial Guard in the world. This guy needs a hug. Like, he's so sad. And he's, like, picking up plastic bags. And, oh, here's an aquarium and miniature one. I hate fish. Me too. Uh, He's, like... This weird tool that can clip nails and pierce ears and do everything. What yes. the hell is that? And then I love it when he's like, I'll take it. And he's like, oh, I thought you would. And he's like, oh, so do I get anything in return from him? He wants sexual favours from this imperial garden. It's not even the first time he implies he wants sexual favours from things. This guy's weird. Um, so, you know, what the hell is this cooking thing? Like, what is this? Like, this is... It's, I mean, I get it's the kids. The kids are probably going like, oh, whip, whip, stir. Oh, it's hilarious. Ah. Yeah. But, like, even when he's, like, the Martha Wookie woman's, like, bashing the thing and, like, trying to cook and, like, how is this even logically a cooking show? Like, I mean. Yeah. Like, you're not even doing anything. Whip, <laughs> whip, stir. Whip, whip, beat. Whip, whip, boo <laughs> Don't even know what, and it, it
1: goes is. for approximately seventy six minutes yes. out of this seventy nine minute special.
0: The, the, this whole thing should be over in half an hour, but every single scene in this thing goes for like three times as long as it yep. should. We've got over the juggling, the cooking. Wait till we get to the damn B Arthur singing. I think I went out and cooked a roast and came <laughs> back and she was still singing. <laughs> oh my god, damn it, B the Arthur! The Baptist
1: stew was still cooking. Yes,
0: it was. <laughs> Um, I love how we still randomly just get her holding pictures of Chewie, you know, in between creepy Harvey Norman coming back to the house. He's given out the presents, and then he's, like, wanting to hook up with Chewbacca's wife. Like, what do I get? Come on now. (laughs) Like, before she kisses him, you creepy old perv. And what does he say? Like, oh, I love to make a Wookiee happy. Like, you dirty old man. (laughs) But then, like... Um, yeah, I don't get a uh, little shit itchy, lumpy, whichever the kid is with his room and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> this, oh my God. I like the first time I saw that thing over the chair, I thought it was like one of those hair blow dry things that you get a hairdresser. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's how Wookiees do their hair. Um, they put in like, <laughs> <laughs> they put in like a cassette thing. Now, the, like there's so many disturbing things about the fact that he's watching this. He's watching this in the living room. So little itchy can walk in or lumpy can walk in at any moment while his grandpa's jacking off. To like some <laughs> weird-looking woman, like it's like I thought this was weird. As soon as you start seeing kind of like the kaleidoscope images, it's like James Bond-style women like floating through. I'm like, okay, fair enough. You know, it's the 70s; people were whacked out in drugs. Um, but then, like, it's you know. <laughs> This woman, and, like, at first I'm thinking, like, I'm watching this guy. No, she's, what's she doing here? Like, oh, I know you're searching for me. Oh, in your mind you created me. And I'm like, okay, where's this going? And then she starts singing. Like, what the hell? Like, why were variety shows a thing in the 70s? Like, what? why did people like these? I'm so glad that this has died off. <laughs> I just... I can't even fathom the minds five people wrote a Wookiee-watching virtual reality bestiality porn. Can we just establish this? And is this, like, technically Star Wars canon? So, like, next time, when you go to watch Um. The Last Jedi and you've got Chewbacca with that little weird penguin thing, just remember, his granddad is probably back on Kashyyyk jerking off to this woman singing about, Oh, I want you. Oh, baby. Like holy crap! This is like I I went into this not knowing what to expect. Would this live up to expectations of being so bad? In no way did I ever think I was going to watch an old (laughs) Wookiee jerking off to virtual reality bestia. That was the last few things I would ever think I would be. I thought that Madonna would show up here as Verity and have a sword fight more likely than this. That's what I was thinking. So, oh my god.
1: Have at it, Rossi.
0: The one
2: thing that starts to really confuse me is like why they stop making this for children. Like, <laughs> like obviously, like the Star Wars audience is probably mostly young boys. Like,
0: mm.
2: and they have a cooking segment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hadn't thought of that. In the seventies, too. They have. A too. Cooking
2: segment. <laughs> they have singing. They have a user's manual like video. <laughs> and tutorial. B Arthur. Be Arthur Be Arthur is for everyone, so I don't even go
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> but, Hashtag Be Arthur is for everyone. <laughs> yes.
2: But like I just don't get it. Like what kid is gonna be like, oh man, Star Wars is on. I gotta watch it and then it's like a cooking segment. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's just, it's unbelievable that this was ever green-lighted. Like, any, like, some higher-up ever approved this. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) Like, I do admit, like, there was, like, I did see a bit of humor in the cooking segment as Art Carney was getting more into it. But, like, not something, like, memorable or whatever. And then, what even happened after that? Oh, the the The,
1: the the, the pawn, Rossi. That
0: happened. Uh.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and and she's just like, we are excited, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) This is coming from a woman who has an Academy Award, (laughs) and she's doing.
0: so bad.
1: <laughs> um, I'm done. <laughs> Ross, I'm gone. he's gone. I think we
0: all are. I think we're all done.
1: Wow. Um... <laughs> I, it's so funny because I had never actually thought about the target audience. And then you know that it's going to be bad no matter what. But you know how when you're a kid, like you watch stuff like this and it doesn't matter to you. It's bad. Like there's so many movies when I was a kid. I'm like, this movie's amazing. And I watch it now. I'm like, this is the worst thing I have ever seen in my life. But like, wh- what were kids we need to hear from all you listeners out there who are alive in 1978 and watch this when you were kids? What type of disappointment did you experience when you tuned in to the holiday special of the greatest movie that had ever been made, and you watched B. Arthur singing <laughs> forever? She's still going, Harvey- I believe. <laughs> Harvey Corman playing Julia Child and an old man whacking off to Diane Carroll. <laughs> Tell us what you were thinking as a child. I need to ask my dad because, like, I-, I actually
0: asked him recently. I said, like, oh, did you know? Did you go and see all the Star Wars movies? And he's like, oh, you know, yeah. I remember seeing it when it first came. And I think my mum used to tell me that, you know, she doesn't watch movies like Star Wars, but even she went and saw it because she was in love with Mark Hamill, probably all the makeup. But um, I, need to ask, <laughs> I need to ask my dad if he remembers this, because I did read that this was uh, broadcast in Australia. So um, it was broadcast here. So... <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> all right, so we've got a good Jamie moment coming up here now. So... After this ends, 3PO and a very stoned Carrie oh Fisher. Oh my
0: gosh, he's gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, Mark Hamill was asked if he would be in this special. And uh, we don't want to disparage Carrie Fisher's memory. I mean, Carrie Fisher wouldn't even laugh at this. But Mark Hamill was asked to be in this and he said no. And they convinced him to do it. They just showed up with a camera one day and slapped the hair on Carrie Fisher and just said, roll.
0: She, she doesn't realize when she's hanging out with C-3PO. She's just so off her face half the time. She's just sort of like, oh, what's going on? Oh, yeah, that's Han and Chewie. Yeah, what's going on? Hey, Chewie, happy life day, man. Peace.
1: No <laughs> joke. Uh, she's so Carrie, stoked. I'm watching have- it right now. I'm sorry. She's so yeah. stoked. You have never in your life—if you've never seen this—you have never in your life seen a person so visibly blasted out of their mind <laughs> that you have when you watch. Or this was how Carrie Fisher coped with—is this what my career has come to? A year and a half after starring in the biggest movie ever made, which is sad um, because,
0: like, I—you know—you read all, you saw all these interviews with her, and you read everything when she would talk about how, like, obviously she struggled with addiction and all that sort of stuff. But it's—it's it's kind yeah. of like one of these things I think, which you, when you really admire and like someone, you you kind of know they're telling the truth, but you don't ever want to see them in that state or you don't want to believe it. Um, this is pure evidence that she was clearly telling the truth.
1: (laughs) It was so much worse than we ever imagined. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, after again, we're talking a 45 second Carrie Fisher moment here. Now she gets another moment on the end there, uh, which there's another funny story behind that and clear evidence that Carrie Fisher didn't have the negotiating power that Mark Hamill did. Um, So this is where Art Carney shows up at the house here. And what's that I smell? Some of those famous Wookiee cookies. (laughs) Which I'm going to say, there was a Star Wars cookbook that came out years ago. And Jamie, one year, they have this thing at her work where they do like a cookie exchange. And she wanted to make something different. And she found a recipe for Wookiee cookies. Wookiee cookies are basically chocolate chip cookies, like cinnamon chocolate chip cookies. And they are the most amazing cookie ever. So um, I encourage everybody out there to follow the recipe and make some Wookiee Cookies this Christmas. And you two will be asking, what's that I smell? Some of those famous Wookiee Cookies. <laughs> uh, so at this point, this is where the um, stormtroopers show up. Uh, so I guess Han and Chewie have finally landed on the planet here, and Han gives a, Happy Life Day, pal, (laughs) which, you know, Han Solo, of all the lines he has ever had to read on screen, Happy Life Day, pal, has got to be up there, with I know, and the other iconic lines.
0: (laughs) Could you Uh, tell Luke, is is that who you could
1: tell? (laughs) Yeah, could you tell Luke, is that who you could tell? (laughs) At this point, uh, I was just, I, don't, I think I was trying to pause it because I had to go to the bathroom or something like that. And I paused it and it came up, you know, how far into the special it was. And Jamie actually goes, Oh God, are we only that far into it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like getting really angry. <laughs> Having said nothing else up until this point. Um, when the Stormtroopers come up, I, I just find it funny that Art Carney. Uh, is translating here. It's like, she had a terrible fight with her husband, and he just stormed right out. And it just not like, the domestic abuse charges that are about to be laid against Chewbacca for smacking <laughs> <out. laughs> I just, like, I find the visual of Wookiees having a domestic dispute hilarious. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, of course, they're trying to storm in and search the place, and Mala and Lumpy and Itchy are getting in the way. I just love that these things have no respect for authority. <laughs> Uh, so what does Art Carney do here? He uh, unleashes another one of his brilliant uh, contraptions, which just goes on forever, uh, just him setting this thing up, uh, which I did read. You know, Art Carney's, course, most famous for the TV show The Honeymooners. And apparently this was a throwback and a joke to something on his role in The Honeymooners, which I've seen the show. I just don't get the reference here. And we get Jefferson Starship. now. <laughs> I'm not going to defend the fact that we need another five-minute-long musical sequence, but I will say, of all the songs in this special... Can we at least agree this one's pretty decent compared to the oh, others?
0: Come on, this is terrible
1: <laughs> compared to the others. Well, I mean, like everything. I am every... not saying that I'm adding it to my playlist tomorrow. <laughs> every, but it... every
0: song in this is terrible. But this one, like talking about phoning it in and stone Jefferson Starship didn't even realize <laughs> where they were. They're, like uh, they, it sounds horrible. Like I yeah, I mean, uh, it's maybe the most decent of all of them but there's still, all these songs are terrible so.
1: they're about 10 years away from we built this city so i mean what's wrong with that song? there's there's still <laughs> Good song. sorry i'm sitting here trying to defend a part of the star wars holiday special i'm not gonna <laughs> laugh at ben for saying what's wrong with we built this city uh I don't, i'm gonna have to okay i'm just gonna group the next part in with this because there's not much to talk about here other than They force Art Carney to leave here. Uh, They continue to search. So this is where Lumpy goes upstairs and he watches. Now, I I don't understand the context of what he's watching here because he's watching it secretly. So I thought, well, this is just a cartoon. Hey, isn't that nice Chewbacca, you know, commissioned somebody to animate (laughs) a 10-minute-long segment about his adventures in the Rebel Alliance? But it almost plays out here like he's watching some footage of something they did. Like it doesn't make sense why lumpy is hiding this. A lot of the things in this, like the, like your typical variety special, they said, we're going to have rhythmic gymnastics. And then we're going to have Jefferson starship. And then we're going to have some bestiality porn. And then we're going to (laughs) have the Arthur and, you know, Harvey Corman playing a thousand characters. And how does this all tie together? I don't know. We'll think of something. And that's kind of the way this feels, but Let's be honest. The cartoon is awesome. Um, Can we get an agreement on that? Rossi?
2: Can you say that again? I probably wasn't listening.
1: (laughs) Rossi (laughs) fell asleep there. Something's common here on the Oz Network. (laughs) Um, Can we admit that the cartoon is pretty good?
2: Uh, I mean, we can. I don't know if it's (laughs) accurate to say it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the one thing that uh, pretty much everybody agrees was the highlight of this special. So whether it's the greatest cartoon or not, I don't know, but it is by far the highlight of this. It introduces No, 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 Bamba no. Bamba. The
2: highlight was obviously the cooking segment. What are you talking
0: about? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. ah, bestiality <laughs> porn. <Cooking> Boo. <laughs> Boo both of you. <laughs> this is the biggest debate we have on here. The cartoon versus the cooking segment versus bestiality <laughs> porn. Uh, that's a poll to put up on our Facebook page here. But – this was, uh, I don't know if it, there was as much involvement, but again, as they were trying to come up with segments and stuff like this, they said, we want to do an animated special. Is there anything you could give us? And George looks like we got this character that we're developing for the sequel. Uh, here are the designs of him. This is what you can do with him. And this is a way to introduce him. So this is the introduction of Boba Fett, who's the most, uh, iconic character to appear in only three scenes in movie history, <laughs> And I would actually argue Boba Fett has a bigger role here than he has in The Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi combined. I'd agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, attack, <laughs>
0: attack of the clones?
1: <laughs> almost as much. Uh, but I, I want to give a shout out here because the, uh, the animation for this special um, or this 10-minute segment here was done by a Canadian animation studio called Nelvana, which uh, they went on to do like tons of uh, famous animated shows, The Adventures of Tintin and Babar, uh, did you guys get Babar? Or is that just oh, a Canadian
0: yeah. No, thing? no, no. I love that show growing up.
1: Yeah. So Babar and, you know, all these other... Just look up Nelvana. They did so much uh, good stuff after this. But this is where it all started. Uh, great Canadian animation. And it doesn't make sense in the context, but it's actually an interesting story. The idea that it starts in Chewie and Han. Uh, Chewie has Han you know, captured and hanging upside down. Falcon's uh, on a collision course. Uh, so Luke flies out with three P and R two. the Chewie's firing on them. So why is Chewie going crazy? Uh, the Falcon crashes into a lake of jello. A big dragon tries to eat the ship, and here's where Boba Fett appears. And uh, he's got a weird trident. And the only real difference is what looks like a symbol of an eye on his forehead. Uh, they say he seems like a friend. And the, the whole plot here is that Chewie has this thing, this talisman, uh, but he's trying to destroy it. There's some type of a virus. This thing unleashed uh Chewie goes uh with baba fett to get some serum that will cure this virus uh they facetime vader here <laughs> uh this is where lumpy covers up and he starts playing ColecoVision vision on screen uh because the stormtrooper is looking over his shoulder so why they can't watch a cartoon with him i don't know and uh of course when it comes back vader say i see why they call you the best bounty hunter in the galaxy and oh i can't believe it he's actually a bad guy uh, Chewie's uh, blasting the stormtroopers away as they're escaping, and uh, Luke says something like, Baba, you're a friend and a faithful ally," and uh, it's like, "No, Baba Fett is Darth Vader's right hand man," and of course, here's the great comedy that we we get here. He just didn't smell right as the punchline, and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically sums up a ten minute animated segment there. But uh, if you guys have anything to talk about, um, you know, prior to the animated part, the Jefferson Starship or Carrie Fisher there, then uh, feel free to. But uh, otherwise, the animated part, I mean, not only is this considered by many to be the best part of the special it's actually considered by many to be actually a really good animated segment and it is the only thing that lucasfilm has ever released of this special officially it's included as a bonus feature on uh, one of the special features of the one of the star wars blu-rays so uh anything good to say here about the animated special ben uh, well I mean I'll, I'll get to that but Can
0: I say about the other stuff Or just quickly Or I mean <laughs> ladies, Do you have
1: a lot to say On the other stuff
0: Well I just want to lay Oh my god Yep Stoned Off her tits She's gone Um <laughs> Carrotfish isn't really dead, she is still in that state with C3PO, just waiting for them to yeah. yell cut. Um, I do love it when they kind of come into the um I actually the, the random bit when uh Han's all like, Happy life day, pal. I feel the same way about you and your family. Look where his hand is. It looks like he's like jerking Chewie off. Like maybe that's just me looking what? at that, but like go back and see that scene. His hand is kind of very much on his inner thigh. So <laughs> and Solo and Chewie, more than just friends. Um but I do like when uh when uh the creepy shop guy's like trying to show that Imperial guard whatever the hell he's doing before we get to Jefferson Starship and just the way that guy's like, Will you get on with it? <laughs> <laughs> <Just> yes <Yeah. laughs> It's so funny. This Jefferson Starship song is terrible. It is so bad. <laughs> like
1: it's just Oh, it's not
0: that bad. I just love the way it's just like Oh, here you go, Stormtrooper guy. Would you like to watch Jefferson Starship? <laughs> like these <laughs> are like the worst like they're meant to be all like coming into the house. Like I remember in Glorious Bastards when what Christoph Waltz comes in, is like, hey, I you believe you're hating the French people and they're like under the floorboards or whatever it is, you know. I don't know how great that scene mm. is? This is them just walking in getting shown Jefferson Starship chilling around the Wookiee house, you get a shot of the, like, uh, you know, go search the house. This one stormtrooper's just, like, picking up things, like, so slowly, like, oh, maybe he's under this. Maybe he's... Like, he's not even... Before they start trashing the place oh. ten minutes later.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, it's so, like, bad. Um, yeah, and then, like, I, I'm glad you said, like, I don't get what lumpy, itchy, little shit kid's watching, because I think it's sort of explained after the a bit when they say, like, Starlog update complete or whatever. So this must be, like, a... Starlog of a previous mission, I'm guessing. I, I don't know.
1: And they always come in animated form because that's the most convenient way. Um,
0: because the budget of CBS couldn't afford to shoot this all properly, or <laughs> they all didn't want to appear. Um, look, I'll agree with you, and I'll say this is the best thing about the holiday special. But even that's still saying, and you know, I mean, I I kind of like tweeted out something like, this is the bit that everybody talks about. I mean, it's it's okay. It's uh, you know, it's. I was expecting more again. I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. Boba Fett, I don't get the love for Boba Fett. I just don't get it. Everybody is so into Boba Fett. He's so great and just has this huge reputation. I've never understood it. I don't get why everybody loves him so much. I mean, he's cool, but you just never see him. So, like, why is he so, like, highly regarded in the Star Wars universe? So... That's my thing with it. So, like, I wasn't that excited. This is, like, the Jar Jar Binks backstory. I mean, I might be down for it. But um, <laughs> they, when's George Lucas going to redo this and, like, dub over Boba Fett with, what, Tamaro Morrison or whatever his name is? Like, yeah. I, I wanted them to <laughs> dub over that. He just uses the word friend too much. He's kind of creepy. Like we are your, I am your friend, and then C3PO like, oh, you're you're trusting him a little bit too soon there, Master Luke. And he's like, oh, we've got no reason not to. Again, Luke Skywalker showing some pretty good judgment there. Um, but the, the thing is, creepy Han Solo animated, like he looks so weird with his giant chin. Like he looks stoned in that. But like talking about phoned in performances when they said to Harrison Ford, read this. Like he's so like. He's gone. He doesn't give a shit. (laughs) No wonder he's always like, kill me off in every single one of these. Um, I mean, yeah, look, I'll agree with you. It's the best thing about this, but yeah, I'm not that high up on it. I thought it was just okay.
1: Rossi? Um,
2: Yeah, I wasn't wild about the was it Jefferson Starship thing? Hmm. I skipped through that. Um, and one thing that really makes it so weird is, like, the, the drama level. It, like, goes from, like, like a documentary, like, family sitting together and doing whatever, getting gifts. And then all of a sudden it's, like, here's the Nazi equivalent. Like, <laughs> and it just, like, spikes in drama so quickly. It, like, makes absolutely no sense how it, they can just jump from one thing to the next. Like, there is no consistency. And it's, like, okay, now they're here pretty much looking for Chewbacca at this point. Like, that's what the only reason they're there. And, like, they're ripping the house apart, and it, it's just weird. Um, and I'm, I think I understand why people are like, the, con- the comic, the cartoon is, like, the best part of the whole movie. But, like, it's also so fucked up. Like, Han Solo looks awful. <laughs> like c3po even looks awful like all of the people just look horrendous there's uh no consistency in that and then like if you think about it like why is the son watching it's like watching a cartoon about your father (laughs) yeah even though he exists the real it's like what like what they couldn't make it something different i don't know it's just weird i i do i do think it's pretty fair like it's fine. Like. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. Like, it was fine. I just had to sit through it in between Wookiee segments.
0: <laughs> yeah, bring back um, the Wookiee segments.
2: <laughs> yeah, the oh, best part of the, the, the holiday special was the, the Wookiee screaming. <laughs> uh,
1: well, here's another weird thing I find. They're supposed to search the house. And what are they actually searching the house for? I, I would assume they're searching the house for Chewie or Han or any Rebels. So they basically spend their entire time in Lumpy's room picking apart every little toy he has. Like, do they expect to find a seven foot tall Wookiee sitting on the shelf next to his Lego? <laughs> like, I, it's the only room in that house that they're trashing, and you know they're ripping the head off of his stuffed Bantha there. And uh, I, I don't understand why this is the only room that they're they're terrorizing this poor child in. Do um, so
0: they then like but, go clean your room? <laughs>
1: like, well, oh, evil the- empire. <laughs> What they say afterwards, when after they've trashed the room, they kind of look at Mala, and it's not like a joke. It's like they're actually looking, at, that'll keep them busy for a while. Like, hey, we did you a favor, lady. <laughs> I mean... it's <laughs> Like, do a lot of kids like to clean their room? I just, oh, it's, it's, just, it's just the Empire.
0: This is how evil the Empire really is, between blowing up planets and just going around to, like, houses and being dicks to kids. Ah,
1: we made your room, messy. Go clean it. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I ripped the head off your favorite stuffy. <laughs> Take that, kid. <laughs> um, th- okay, so this, of course, leads to the creepiest Harvey Corbin segment we get here. Uh, so I don't know why... Lumpy decides here. We'll find out later on. He builds this transmitter. This is what uh, the the trader guy brought for them. And it's basically Harvey Corman as some, I don't know, a robot or an android giving instructions on how to build this thing and constantly tuning himself up. But the way it's played, it, it, it just looks like he's constantly spanking himself yeah. and, and scratching his own forehead. Like the chicken dance. <laughs> yeah, and the chicken dance and stuff like that. It's just, it, it's so awful. Uh, there's a weird segment here where the stormtroopers downstairs are ordered to tune in to watch what I'm guessing is a reality show. Keeping up uh, with Life the Tatooine. On... <laughs> yeah. Keeping up with the Arthurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I do like, though, it says, uh, we we uh, need you to watch this in hopes that your own lives will be uplifted in comparison to those who have to live on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> so condescending. But... Um, we we get, oh, here we go. This is a young, B, this is pre-Golden Girls. This is the young, sexy Bea Arthur. So <laughs> here's what all the kids <laughs> were waiting for.
0: Milfi Arthur. <laughs> Milfi
1: Arthur. And it's funny because when we're watching this and she's introduced, uh, she's, of course, there uh, next to the, the guy who's hitting on her. And Jamie's looking at this and says, is that a guy? And I think she's referring to the other one, the headless guy. And I'm like, which one? She goes, The old lady. And I'm like, You mean B. Arthur from the Golden Girls? Like, she actually thought it might have been a guy. <laughs> Poor B. Arthur. <laughs> um, this guy pours drinks in his head, and he's basically just really creepy. Like, this is a really lonely guy, and she said something to him along the lines of, uh, Come back soon, I'll be waiting. <laughs> and he thinks this is a pickup line, so he comes back and he starts stalking her. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's so wrong. <laughs> it's just, it's like you know, a weird guy saying, like, "I saw you looking at me." It's like I never looked at you. It's like you're looking at me like you want me. Like it's just, oh, it's me. so bizarre. It's, it's Ben. It's me. It's, this is Ben's pickup line. This is yes. me. This is
0: me on a Tinder date. I saw you looking at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Said, "Come back, I'll be waiting." You swiped right. Uh, we must
0: get married. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And Ben's dates usually are, like, a young, sexy B. Arthur, too. (laughs) Young?
0: Jesus, I wish I could get him that young.
1: (laughs) So the Imperials impose a curfew here, so everybody has to go home. But, of course, none of the drunks there want to go home, so just like, all right, all right, well, one more round. And then, of course, you guys got to go home now. Okay, one more round. These drunks just call all the shots there. Like, her entire business is going to be shut down. They're all going to be shot dead on the way home, but, no, it's Okay. Uh, one more round. She gets her musical number. Just one more round, oh, don't, 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 don't. Oh. It's
0: still going in my head. Like, it just has not stopped all night. <laughs> Seriously.
1: <laughs> it is nine minutes, approximately, I think, <laughs> of B. Arthur singing. Now, you put together a special like this and you say, we want musical numbers. Let's have Diane Carroll sing. Okay, fine. She knows how to sing, apparently. Let's have Jefferson Starship. Yeah, they're a big deal. Uh, they're musicians. They can sing. Sort Let's of. let Carrie Fisher sing. You know, her mother is you know a uh, uh, Hollywood musical royalty. Okay, that, that makes sense. Whoever sits down and says we got one more musical who here, what do we do? Give it to B. Arthur,
0: <laughs> who, who I'm going to say <laughs> sounds better vocally in this episode in this movie than Jefferson Starship did.
1: Ah, uh, that's going a bit too far. They sound um, terrible. She sound
0: terrible. They sound so bad. <laughs>
1: Well, B. Arthur doesn't sound that bad. Like when you hear B. Arthur is going to do a nine-minute musical number, you probably think it's going to be as bad as "We Built This City" by a Starship. Hey. But when it actually comes out like this, it, it's not "Die Another Day," Madonna. Hey. Um, <laughs> Come on now! This may be all-time high from Octopussy. Thank you. But. Uh, uh, I don't know, this song just goes on forever. Strangely enough, it is in some ways one of the more entertaining segments on here just because we get all those creatures. Come on. Uh, the recycled creatures from the Star Wars movie. Uh, you know, like the band and the weird guy with the vampire horns who just holds a gun and basically robs this place at gunpoint. and she's like, come on in, one more round. Um, the hamster that she talks to, which is of course my profile pick A hamster or a rat that she sits there has a brief conversation with him, pats on his head is amazing. Uh, this is the one segment that is so bad, it's slightly good. And that's just my opinion. Uh, ben, you go ahead.
0: <laughs> I really don't know what we're doing. Like, I mean, a week ago, I lived an innocent life, you know, just leading... <laughs> <laughs> Not doing much. Didn't realize that somewhere out there, B. Arthur was involved in the Star Wars universe. Let's be honest, It's been discovered... Hey, P.
1: Arthur's for everybody.
0: Appar- apparently, she's, her character is canon now, according to what we read before.
1: <laughs> oh, do you want to tell that story?
0: Oh, i will close the article, but apparently, according to some interview, uh, some book they've just released in Star Wars, it's official that her character is actually canon in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I, Like this starts off okay, kind of, because like I mean, it's kind of one of these moments. Oh, did you enjoy the Mos Eisley cantina scene in Star Wars: A New Hope? Did you always want to know what happened after Luke, Han, and everybody left after Han shot first? Well, here you go, kids. (laughs) This is what happens. The band's still playing the same song. (laughs) This reminds (laughs) reminds me of Family Guy. Let's play the same song again. Okay. (laughs) 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 They literally have one song. They have one song, uh, which we'd still rather listen to than all the music in this anyway. (laughs) But it's just like this scene, and you kind of feel sorry for B. Arthur. Here she is, you know, trying to close. She's just following what the Empire want. You know, she's just following the lore of the galaxy, and you've got douchey vampire guys pointing guns in her face. So the only way that she can do to get out and creepy headless guys with drinks in it. So the only way she can do is to sing, like, an 80-hour song to get everybody out of the dead thing. I have nothing against Be Arthur, but it's just, like, the most rad... This is like if they all of a sudden did, before you know, after The Last Jedi, like, the Star Wars Holiday Special 2, featuring... Fran Dresser as Barmaid. <laughs> also starring Justin Bieber as Wookiee. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just so, like... Oh, I don't even want to say it's bad because it's just like, again, hashtag B. Arthur is for everybody. It's just the most random <laughs> thing in the world that in Star Wars canon, B. Arthur's Ak-Mina is a legitimate thing. I I want them to bring her back, like in, in the episode 9. I know B. Arthur's sadly no longer with us, but I don't know. Surely there's a B. Arthur impersonator out there. I'm sure it's a thing.
1: Betty White can play her. Betty
0: White can play anyone. Like, come on. Betty White for Star Wars. Um, But Yeah. Oh, God. um, I don't know. I didn't even see that rat hamster thing because this is, again, one of these things that went on for 30 hours. I'm cooking my roast. I'm, you know, writing an essay. I'm, you know, producing a symphony. And I've come back and she's still going. So uh, I don't even. Why are we doing this? (laughs)
1: Rossi, your turn
2: i'll do okay so i'm gonna defend b arthur
0: um i'm out see you guys (laughs) i'm done
2: hey i love b arthur and the golden girls and everything to do with that but i would argue that this is the best song in the entire um whatever you call this movie um And the reason that is is because it's an actual performance. Like, the Jefferson Starship was just a, like, a black box where the guy was watching. Like, it was, like, nothing. And, like, glowing light rods. It was weird. At least this was something she was trying to make it entertaining. Like, and I go back to what I was saying earlier about, like, remember all those good things about Star Wars? (laughs) Like, remember that, like, famous canteen scene with you know, Han Solo shooting the guy and the other guy's arm getting cut off or whatever. That's not going to happen here, but it looks like it could. And so, that's why they, like, pull this whole cantina scene together, and it makes no sense why this is required imperial viewing
0: for people. <laughs> yes, this is, this is a good point you make. This is even part of the, the required viewing. Be out the scene for 80 yeah. hours.
2: <laughs> I don't know why, like, her, like, depressing life with the shut down the, the planet is important for everyone but and I don't know it just got frustrating I honestly like it's I, not as bad I still argue that this is the best part of the movie probably because at least I was somewhat interested there were interesting looking characters this, there was development like it wasn't just hey kid get out of here watch this video it was like continuous like
0: Movement Colin, and everything. It was. <laughs> you back, Colin? Hello? I'm here, Rossi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Colin's so so enamored with you defending BR. Back now. You. Oh, there he is. Back no. now. Oh, hello. <laughs> you're very loud. You're very loud. <laughs> <laughs> you're so, you want to talk so much about this, you're yelling at us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, is Rossi done? I was gone for a minute. I don't no, know. Yeah.
2: I was we were, we were we were put off by your leaving, but also you're really loud. So can you <laughs> turn down your microphone, Colin? Is
1: down.
2: Okay. Um. Honestly, this I still think this is the best part. I love the Arthur so much that even if it was, even though it was like twenty minutes long of singing and some guy with a volcano head who was very rapey and very creepy, um. <laughs> Still the best part. Um, I don't get why it's viewing Imperial, but whatever. I'm done.
0: Can I just add, Colin, quickly that we, the only things we needed here was we needed some guy at this bar to turn to creepy volcano head in regards to Beatha. She doesn't like you. I don't like (laughs) you either. (laughs) <laughs> then get his child out. But then, like, random pig-nosed guy. But then, like, here's a question for Star Wars fans. What's, what's a better song? B. Arthur singing this song or Jedi Rocks from The Return of the Jedi Special <laughs> Edition? I'm voting for Jedi Rocks.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> can, can I also mention, it's kind of a sad moment when, you know, Mr rapey volcano head uh is is basically laying his heart on line here and it's all based on her saying you know come back soon or whatever and she walks away and he hears her talking to another customer who's leaving saying come back soon and he realizes that's just her line like the look on his face is almost heartbreaking so there is one moment in this that they that kind of brought a tear to my eye <laughs> along this with this whole Vulcan theme is, brought a
0: tear to my eye <laughs> crying in agony still is yeah <laughs> i crying in 24 hours <laughs> uh
1: but i love that in the novel that uh that b arthur appears in later on they make her a lesbian character as if that was their way to explain well we have to explain why she didn't want to have sex with this guy like the only way to explain is that she must be a lesbian <laughs> Not this guy doesn't have a full head, and he's, like, really creepy and What's, disgusting.
0: Didn't they do that in a James Bond novel movie? Wasn't that... What was... Pussy Glore? Pussy Glore, yeah. I knew that sounded familiar. <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute, deja vu! <laughs> 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 didn't they explain that in the Bond series?
1: <laughs> this is Star Wars lifting from Bond. That's what it is. Um, I don't know if we have... We could just have one last segment here to talk about, I guess. So let's wrap it up. This is the climax here. <laughs> climax.
2: Oh, the yeah. the resolution of the plot too. Yeah. That,
1: that was the in the, the, the point. The, yeah. yeah. Plot of will Chewie make it back in time for Bantha stew? Um. <laughs> so all the Imperials <laughs> you are eventually. Whipster, whipster, whipster,
0: whipster, beat, beat, whipster, beat, beat, whipster. La 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 la.
1: Um. All the Imperials are told to return to the base. Except for the one guy, you stay here. There's a male missing from this household. It's possible he's one of the rebels we're looking for. <laughs> they never actually say they're looking for rebels. Like, It's not like they're like, okay, well, there's two rebels who are flying a ship. Because they're here before any of that happens. So I just assume they're looking for any type of rebel activity. But still, they're like, oh, well, let's wait until the man of the house comes home. Um, and, and this is the dumbest, I'm not even going to call a plot hole, but they try to write their way out of this. So when this guy sticks around, Lumpy, of course, you know, is the hacker now. And this is what his, you know, weird, uh, <laughs> spanking, forehead-scratching, Macarena-dancing <laughs> Android guy was teaching him to do. Uh, it was trying to communicate. And, of course, the stormtrooper catches him. He goes after Lumpy with a gun. How could you go after a child with a gun? Good thing Chewie's there to save the day. Chewie to the rescue, but, of course, No. The Wookiee who didn't get a medal in the original movie doesn't even get to save his own son. That's Han Solo's job to do. The right so Chewie just Wookiees. sort of Yeah, <laughs> Chewie just stands there instead of being able to protect his son and Han dumps the guy off the balcony or he jumped because he just watched B. Arthur singing <laughs> <laughs> He's like,
0: I'm in the Star Wars Holiday Special, I'm gonna kill myself ah!
1: Let's just take a poll here. Uh, What made this guy jump? Was it B. Arthur? Was it Jefferson Starship? Was it bestiality porn? The whole thing. Was it acrobats? (laughs) It was the entire thing, yeah. Um, It was that
2: he didn't get enough money for doing that.
1: (laughs) He's like, I'm doing
0: this for free. I could have been in the (laughs) Jaws holiday (laughs) special, but I went in the Star Wars holiday special instead. (laughs) Where was the Jaws holiday special? I would have seen that.
1: Oh, B. Arthur, B.
0: Arthur singing with the shark. Captain Brody sitting there on the boat. <laughs> Smile, um, son of a bitch. La, 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 la. <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger boat. We're gonna need a bigger boat. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How many songs can we come up with now? <laughs> uh, I do like that the Wilhelm scream, yes. uh, the famous <laughs> Wilhelm scream, is actually present here.
2: You liked it,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool. It's in all the Star Wars movies. It, it got included. The here. Will Sims. Well, you <laughs> all. Th- I love that old things that actually got Rossi really angry in this. It was the Willem i oh, That
0: took <laughs> me well out of this. I was believing this until I heard the Will Hell scream. That no, 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 unbelievable. Yeah. I wish he got. I wish they like
2: fired the blaster at him instead. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's a kids' special. We can't be shooting anybody. We yeah, can we show porn, porn. <laughs> <laughs> but no death. Sex on is the okay street. in
0: the seventies. Violence, no, no <laughs> violence. Well, okay. At
2: this point, probably all the kids turned it off because they were. There wasn't. A sitting... thing. They had brains. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> like if you look at the the, the time lapse of the movie. Probably within the first 20 minutes, everyone stops watching.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I would love to see the minute to minute ratings on this one. Uh, So I like here that Sean, that Han, that Sean, Sean solo. Han's brother.
0: That's in uh, (laughs) Holiday Special 2 when they go to Life Day on Han Solo's home planet.
1: (laughs) Sean, long time Uh, no see, buddy. (laughs) This is where he's like, you're like family to me. And uh, he, he sits there with Lumpy and he tries to make him feel awkward about puberty. <laughs> Sounds like your voice is changing. I'm just teasing you, buddy. <laughs> um, and of course, when Chewie and Mala finally come face to face, she's been staring at his picture for days. They have some nice sniffing sex here. What is right that? as Itchy's watching creepily. <laughs> All they're doing is sniffing each other's faces. For a good five minutes here. That's what I, I mean, do with my teammates.
0: That's normal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get away from me. <laughs> swipe left. Swipe left. Um, and uh, what is B4711? Oh, yeah. So this is the, uh, the, the Stormtrooper. So this is the plot hole I was talking about. So the Imperial guy comes on here and they realize the guy they just killed, which you think Han would have been smart enough to know. We just killed a guy. They're probably going to be looking for him And they're going to know he was here But of course this guy's in the radio right away B4711 why aren't you at your post Uh, And Art Carney comes here And he gives the best explanation ever Yeah uh, I showed up here five minutes ago And he was packing up a bunch of their food And he robbed me blind And then he ran for the hills (laughs) And they're just like oh okay Well happens all the time Thanks for the (laughs) update
0: (laughs) Oh that's just typical B471 There he goes again (laughs)
1: Can you imagine, like, Hitler's top soldiers just being like, you know, here we are in the Christoph Waltz's, you know, wondering what happened or whatever, and the people underneath the farmhouse that just killed a man, and it's like, well, he stole our food, and he robbed us blind, and he ran for the hills, They're like, that's just like him, these guys never learn, doesn't matter how much training you give them, it's just the worst excuse ever. Um, but now this is the time for the real climax. It's the snow globe parade. So every Wookiee, we think that this is just about them getting together for some Bantha stew and Wookiee cookies and some porn around the family table. But instead they all have to carry snow globes in a parade as they walk across the stars in the middle of a forest. And you start to get that life day is some type of religious holiday for them. Uh, so what better way to celebrate Life Day than for Carrie Fisher to show up and tell them this holiday is yours? She doesn't know now, let she's let me hijack there. it. She doesn't know she's yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love that this is like their religious holiday and she's like, This holiday is yours. Let me hijack it and sing a non-religious song here on your religious holiday. This is like somebody showing up at like some deeply religious Hanukkah celebration and going, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. (laughs) It's just totally inappropriate. Especially since she says, this is not about me. This is your holiday. And then she makes it all about herself. Um, there's still no medal for Chewie, which is sad. Which is Very sad. long montage. Did you notice
0: the montage, Always him being sad because he doesn't get the medal because he's, like, remembering yeah. what happens? And they just have this weird look on his face, and it's kind of like, that's why he's sad. He's like, oh, I remember all yeah. that stuff I did. Oh, I still didn't get a medal.
1: Yeah. They just gave me this snow globe <laughs> and this weird red robe. Like, none of these Wookiees ever feel the need to wear pants. You know, their dolls should be flopping all over the place here. <laughs>
0: Wookie Dong.
1: Wookie (laughs) Dong. Wookie Dongs should be all over the forest here. (laughs) But this is the one time they have to put on clothes. It's part of their religious celebration. Uh, And then they all sit down for some Bantha stew. Now, the only thing I wanted to mention on this with Carrie Fisher singing, uh, it doesn't sound bad. The thought for years was that, you know, Carrie Fisher, of course, being Debbie Reynolds' daughter, Debbie Reynolds being in probably the most famous musical of all time, Singing the Rain. Let's have Carrie Fisher do the final musical number. Carrie Fisher doesn't even know she's there, as you pointed (laughs) out, Ben. It is almost sad to watch, but slightly funny at the same time. Uh, Mark Hamill has come out and said that this was supposed to be him. And he didn't want to do this special at all, which is one of the reasons why he has that one scene. And even when he appears at the end here, he really does nothing. Uh, They wanted Mark Hamill to sing because Mark Hamill had experience on Broadway. And he told them, I'll do it, but just I'm not singing. And they said, well, fine, we'll have Carrie Fisher sing instead. So it's kind of, I can't imagine if this would have been better or worse if Mark Hamill was sitting here singing, you know, there's always tomorrow, <laughs> whatever this song is. get get Chewbacca. So if Carrie Fisher wasn't there to sing, would we just have a chorus of Wookiees? <laughs> <laughs> um, and now the baritone.
0: <laughs> It reminded me... Harmonising. It, it reminded me... um I don't know. If you, I, I doubt you, you don't watch Will and Grace. I don't know about you, Rossi. But it kind of reminds me of the ongoing joke there about Grace not being able to sing. And she always has this, like, operatic tone to the way she sings, just the way Carrie Fisher starts singing. Um And Debbie Reynolds actually played Grace's mum on Will and Grace, funnily enough. There's a random little connection there. Um But... Um, just... Oh my goodness! You know what I think they should. <laughs> I, I don't even know what we're talking about here anymore. I'm, I'm I'm Carrie Fisher right now. I don't know why I'm here, but um, you know what I think they should do to really connect this into the world of Star Wars. Uh, I want. I uh, hopefully they might do it in uh, the Last Jedi or Episode Nine. I want Finn's backstory to be revealed that that Stormtrooper B, whatever it is, was his dad and the reason why he's turning against the Empire is because they never found him. They never got the backstory of him. So this is why Finn's pissed off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I grew up bullied in schools. The kids are like, your dad likes to steal food from Wookiees and rob men and run for the hills. (laughs) No, my dad would never do that. (laughs) This is like
0: random, like full circle for the world of (laughs) stormtroopers. Finn's got this backstory. (laughs) How funny would that be if they did that? (laughs) <laughs> Come on, Disney! You still got time. You still got yeah. time, Disney. Um, I, I, the, I've written here in large capital letters. It's still not over because even once we get, once we get that like little flashback to remind you of the first movie, uh, you know, we then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's the end of it. We cut back to sad Chewie's face because he hasn't got the medal. But no,
1: we're still around the dinner table. And I'm
0: like, oh my god, it's
1: not finished yet. Like, come on. They're not even eating. Like, it runs for at least two minutes of them sitting around the dinner table doing nothing, and they only hold hands at the end. Like, why did it need to go that long? Well, I don't know how your Christmases work. That's usually how mine work. (laughs) We just sit sit around the dinner
0: table for a couple of minutes. Oh, we're meant to eat? Oh, shit. Let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I've just written here layer things. Of course she does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but did you know about the singing?
0: Oh, you- I did. I, I think I read a thing about it that said that Leia sings to the Star Wars theme. So I'm expecting her to sing yeah. like, You've watched the holiday special. It's really bad. Now you'll never see it again. Um, but it wasn't quite that. But Seriously, the only reason Mark Hamill is there is to make sure that his friend Carrie Fisher gets home safely. He's just like, come on, Carrie. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. I've got to go. There's some Wookiees over here. This day is for everybody. <laughs> like, it's alright. I'll make sure she gets home okay.
1: Mark <laughs> Campbell was Carrie Fisher's designated driver for filming of the Star Wars the Holiday Special. This, this
0: scene was not scripted. <laughs> this is like all the extras on Kashyyyk who were just standing around. They're like, oh, that... Oh, shit, Carrie's here. Oh, everyone pretend to be a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> rolling, rolling, okay, go carry okay. She's oh, I'm okay <laughs> She's so got. But the other thing too is like this is what technically set between a new hope and the Empire Strikes Back. So, you know, all the drama that we get on Hoth at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back takes a new meaning to me now to know that, you know, oh, it's dramatic, all oh, they're hiding from the Empire. Oh, but they've still got time to fly back off to Kashyyyk and have Life Day and, you know, Luke smoking a blunt yeah. with R2-D2, Carrie getting stoned <laughs> with C-3PO, um, you know, just all that sort of stuff. So I can't wait till we get to the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, so for now on, whenever I rewatch the entire Star Wars series in order you know now i'm going to add rogue one i'm sure i'll add the clone wars in between episodes two and three now i'll add the holiday special to make sure i know what happens between episodes four and episode five
2: i think that's what was really missing from the empire Strikes back was the b arthur cameo yeah (laughs) i honestly wish that the cantina was still open in that so that we could get a and I song. Why but- has
0: George Lucas never done, like, redone this? Like, you know, the special edition, added scenes, you know, all that sort of stuff. Probably make it better.
2: <laughs> make it interesting.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> the one-time Star Wars fans are crying out for George Lucas to get involved. Please, George, get the holiday special. Make it better. <laughs> add Jar Jar. Please, add Jar Jar. We want Jar Jar. <laughs> If you
2: take, like, all the bad parts about the regular movies and the prequels and everything, I'm sure it would still make this movie better.
1: <laughs> uh, Rossi, anything else to add on the climax and Carrie Fisher singing?
2: No, the climax was before with the, the, the porno- pornography, but um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: another thing. Little. Um <laughs> Honestly, like this, this, this was like the scene that kept going. Like there were five different endings to this movie, but they just added one. I think they like were debating between how to end it and decided, all right, we'll just put all of them in <laughs> instead of picking one. Like it could have ended when they got back to the, the treehouse when Han Solo left. Could have ended when they were walking in that mysterious space orb could have ended on Carrie Fisher singing and it could have ended when it actually did. And they said they put all of them right back to back. Like uh, it just kept going. Like I thought that the beginning was dragging on with the, the zero dialogue, but this was like far worse. It just kept going and going. And I was just like, please end at, at, at a certain point. I just skipped the last two scenes. And I was just like, all right, singing. All right. Orbs at the table. Okay. Done.
0: I have to Please. say, I have to say quickly that this is the one time I've ever wanted to be French, um, because I'm just reading here that this was broadcast in France in a shortened 72 minute version. So they chopped like 18 minutes. Even the French, this good old French, like, oh no, we cannot show all of this. We must cut some of this out. This is bullshit. <laughs> Let's what did the French cut out of this? <laughs> like. Be Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> one song. We really hate that Be Arthur. We're team, Betty White. <laughs> Fuck you, Be Arthur. Cut it out.
2: <laughs> they just cut the whole. They said this is the Imperial viewing, and then showed that one little clip from the original movie, like you know, episode four, and that was it. And then they're like, "All right, that's the Imperial viewing." <laughs>
0: Stand, standard French viewing, people telling them what to do. So they're, they're fine.
2: Or they just transpose the cooking segment again.
0: <laughs> How is that in With- French? Le whip, Lester, le whip, 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 le Lester.
2: How do you even translate some of these like yeah. words? Like, how do you translate Kashik in French? Does Wookie
1: get compare-
0: translated <laughs> in French? instead of like it's like oh, oh,
2: oh. <laughs> it, it says uh, Wookie groans in French.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the German subtitles is just that's diff- that's not even changed. That's just German. <laughs> anyway,
1: any more no. stereotypes
0: you want to go over here, folks? <laughs>
1: This has been a sad episode. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've kept it short, uh, though. God damn it!
0: Yeah, well, I mean,
2: what, well, what can you add? What, what what
0: interesting conversations can be held? We need to go to the in-depth discussion of the porn scene.
1: At <laughs> <laughs> what part did he climax? <laughs> <laughs> it was when he rewound her several times again. I find you adorable. <laughs> I find you adorable. <laughs>
0: We know the Wookiee is Um, a great species of multiple orgasms, so... (laughs) All right,
1: so this special apparently aired only once. Uh, You mentioned, Ben, it did air in Australia, the shortened version of France. Apparently, it aired here in Canada one hour earlier, so we were the lucky ones who got to experience this first. <laughs> That's when all the Canadians um, mo- crossed the border.
0: Oh, no way. We can't watch this. Let's go to America. Oh, shit. They're showing it here again. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Mexico.
1: Yeah. um This was not i mean we can't even go through reviews of this it's it's impossible to find i think one positive review for this movie i'm gonna try and uh, find one My
0: you talking? let's see if we can find yeah. a positive review
1: <laughs> yeah uh there's bound to be at least one out there but i mean we've we've covered pretty much everything here uh th- really the only legacy is that boba fett special but i should also mention that you know we're talking about canon you know george lucas has said many times that nothing about this special is canon He wasn't really involved in it. It was just the network um, that put the network, put it together. He did have his name attached as an executive producer, but wasn't really involved in production. And when he saw the finished special, he actually told them to remove his name from the credits, uh, which really wasn't that big of an issue since he wasn't involved in it, but uh, he's never allowed this to be released. Apparently here's a funny story that one copy of this was given to Carrie Fisher because that was the deal. She struck so that she would record the commentary for A New Hope that she did back in, I think it was like 2004, 2005. Uh, So she said, George, you have to give me a copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, Other than that, the Boba Fett cartoon was always well-received and I think still continues to be. I mentioned that they released that on Blu-ray, but nothing else from the special. Uh, As far as uh, canon goes, even though nothing with the special is considered canon uh george lucas has allowed Chewie's family to be incorporated into many comics and novels um they appear quite frequently actually even though he's never there which is kind of weird but lumpy and itchy and mala are real characters that are out there somewhere and uh you have to you know wonder if uh when nobody would give Chewie a hug when han solo died you know if mala was at least hugging his picture back at home uh ben have you found any positive reviews of the star Wars holiday special <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs>
1: Just defeated.
0: No, oh. uh, but look, I, I can I read out a few of the comments on the YouTube uh, version of this that I've watched. Yeah. <laughs> um, YouTube user Brilliant says, "Well, I guess Rogue One isn't the first standalone, standalone Star Wars movie." Then Oscar Bono, if you want to skip to all the boring parts, go to one hour thirty-seven. That's the end of the movie. Uh, Stuart Boodles you see the Phantom Menace? Wasn't that bad after all? Um, Ray Stance. This makes Jaws of Revenge a friggin' masterpiece. Uh Caitlin Ray, I don't normally jack to a lot of things, but I <laughs> But I must say this was a must. Never have I experienced a volcanic penis eruption quite like the one I had watching this movie. George Lucas made this movie to be a pleasure trip. I searched for this first on Pornhub, but to no avail. Only for me to find it conveniently uploaded on YouTube. How this movie is not banned for its adult content. I will never know. Um, and let's see here. Is there anything good here? Matthew Rant says, I am five minutes in. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, and then apparently on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 43% rating from the critics what? and 19% from the audience. Where, where, where's the good stuff from the critics? Um, what the hell? This
2: is... What? I'm reading a... Um Uh, an audience thing from rotten tomatoes now who gave it a five star rating and and they said for the most part the holiday special is an insult to everything star wars is and what it should never be however it is still incredibly entertaining in its own right featuring unsubtitled wookiee for half the film (laughs) cameos from actors from the actual movies that are most likely on drugs (laughs) <laughs> Most Some like- bizarre musical numbers And a trippy ending sequence And their objective verdict was an F But their enjoyment based verdict was an A plus
0: <laughs> I've got a four star one here On, on Rotten Tomatoes don't hate it, just enjoy it. Sure it's not an epic adventure or anything, but it's something enjoyable to watch. A Christmas break when you've nothing to do. I can think of a lot of things better to do than I've got nothing to do than watch this. I really liked it. There are a lot of nice songs, especially the Jefferson Starship one, <laughs> and an yes. awesome cartoon. And there's an exciting adventure with hard and chewy trying to get home for light day. What's light day? It's life day! Who I- cares if there's no such thing as light day? There isn't! It's life day! You idiot.
1: AGV, a super reviewer, super idiot reviewer. <laughs> um, I found this on YouTube. DB Bright says, okay, I know it looks bad, but think about the ideas here. Now, there's eight ideas. I'm only going to mention a few of them. One, Han considers Chewie's family to be his family. He has no one else. Two, it shows the effect of the Empire on everyday life. Curfews, house searches, martial law, etc. Uh, this one's my favorite. Wookiees have a pacifist-based belief system at their core, distinct from the Force and Yoda's philosophy. Somebody is trying to read in depth on the philosophy of the Star Wars Holiday Special here, which is amazing. There probably is,
0: like, essays on this somewhere, like, you know, defending my favourite one here, Ron Tomatoes. Five stars, but they're written, and I'll read this word for word, I just chocked on my own blood. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I like this one on YouTube. Captain Bowler hat. Luke production says I'm only two minutes into it and I want to kill myself.
2: (laughs) I was actually thinking that when I was watching it, I was like, would I be the first person to kill myself while watching this? I probably doubt it.
0: Like suicide is encouraged watching this film. <laughs> like, I don't like saying the that.
1: But... Reasons why.
0: <laughs> Again, this is this is a point where you know we're probably a good year or so away from us ever getting to like the prequels and all that sort of stuff, and we'll probably end up doing like we did two parts for Titanic. Uh, we'll probably end up doing like three parts per Star Wars film, just because we're going to talk about them so much, and people have probably listened to our show and heard us loosely defending the prequels, and I'm sure. Do it a lot more when it comes to eventually doing them Any Star Wars fan out there Right now would honestly admit They would sit through the prequels whether you love Or hate them a hundred times Over than watching this Again ever
1: (laughs) Uh, I just Want to read Two more here one that's Uh uh (laughs) kind of sad um, well we can all laugh at this steaming pile of intergalactic hut poodoo all we want but for me the most emotional star wars moment i ever had actually came from this special what i saw it as a young kid when it first aired and i still remember being quite upset after that imperial officer ripped the head off of lumpy's toy bantha <laughs> and of course i mean we're never gonna top uh I velo bore off When my mom came into the room, I immediately switched to porn because it's easier to explain. <laughs> <laughs> I like the heading for this
0: review at IMDb. The longest 400 hours of your life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else we could say on this one. Uh, it does live on forever, thanks to bootleg copies, and I honestly believe one day Disney will release some version of this. They have to. I mean, there's they could make a fortune selling this. Like people will pay for it. Yeah, and I would love to see a making of or a special feature on this, even if it's a special feature on what went wrong. Like Ben, I don't know if you ever had like the the big Superman box set that came out that had all the features on it for the Christopher Reeve ones. It's great to watch Superman four because they have a documentary talking about what went wrong in making the movie and a commentary of the writer saying this is what went wrong in making the movie.
0: Well, I think I mean we need. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I think this is a thing that happens with things that are so notoriously bad that they it gets to a point where people want to know why. Like, you think about Batman and Robin. Uh, we're about to, you know, 20th anniversary of that next year, I believe. Um, and you know, like that's kind of coming around to a point where, you know, the actors speak out so badly about it, you know, Joel Schumacher and all that sort of stuff, but people are still kind of intrigued about it. Um, and there was, they also did, didn't they make a movie on that, that Nicolas Cage Superman one that nearly happened just kind of, you know, what went wrong and all that sort of stuff with it. Um, you know, and there's just so many of these things. I mean, they're just what, uh, James Franco's in that, that movie that's coming out based on the room, that guy who did the room. Uh, You know, and how bad reputation was it? The accidental artist or something like that, or um, whatever it is. Actually, looks really good. So, like, I mean, you kind of have these films that have these reputations for just being terrible, which I think this would make for a you know interesting documentary and just some sort of thing about it. So, yeah, I agree with that, and I, I definitely think they would make money off this because say what you will about this Star Wars fans, and like you admitted it before, Colin, you're gonna buy something like this. I mean, like. Random, you know, we all know we're Survivor fans. I bought the Survivor Weave game, and that's absolutely terrible. <laughs> but, like, you know, I wanted it as part of my collection because you kind of, if you are obsessed and like something, you still kind of want something, even if it's notoriously bad. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I can definitely see that this would have uh, people out there going out to buy it and, and would keep it as part of it, even though you will never watch it.
1: Um, Let's review it. Let's just get to the moment you've all waited for and have been able to predict since before we even started recording this buy it bin it rent it um will this be a triple bin uh i'm binning it (laughs) i don't even need to give an explanation you all know why ben
0: oh buying it for sure absolutely uh not (laughs) even a question uh, of course it's a bin. I mean, we've talked in our third watch ones recently how we we're going to rename some of these categories. We've named it the evil of review section. It's kind of a, a bit of a in-joke there. We could always rename the bin it category the holiday special. Uh, so it's like, you know, do you want to buy it, rent it, or holiday special it? <laughs> it's, you know, it's that bad. But <laughs> without question, I mean, I, I, you know, like with Rossi, when you're watching the beginning of this with the Wookiees I was bidding this within five minutes. I'm like, this isn't getting any better. So yeah, for sure, bidding, absolutely.
1: Rossi.
2: Okay, so um... don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay.
1: If you ever want, my to intention
2: in watching it was like, okay, it's got to be it's. It's bad. Like, don't. I know it's bad, but like, it's got to be ironically okay. So I probably going to end up renting it. Mm. But like, as it just, I kept going through it. Like, it just got worse and worse. And I think like the first twenty minutes are alone are a good indication of why we should all bin it. So I'm going to actually bin it, even though I think <laughs> yeah. that there is some ironic interest about this. Like, I think that there is some, in, you can get some enjoyment out of this if you maybe were drunk, but. Yeah, you have
0: to ban it. I think I think yeah, this just... is a history-making moment in the Oz Network. I mean, we sort of had it on TV ones with Survivor New Zealand. We had a couple of triple bins. But for, for movie-wise, this is the very first that we've ever had a triple bin. So groundbreaking moment on the Oz Network.
1: Yeah, we're, we're getting our bins up there. Um, well, most episodes int-
2: are with two people, so no wonder you can't get a triple bin.
1: <laughs> we've had a couple Touché. of double bins, but yeah. But I mean... <laughs> Still, to get three people on... The more people you have, the harder it is to get a unanimous bin. So, uh, I wasn't at any point doubting that this was going to be a unanimous bin, though. Um, Happy Life Day, everybody. Uh, What are we talking about next week, Ben?
0: Happy Life Day when I had a life before watching this film. (laughs) Um, That's a good question, Colin. Which Ewok? one are we doing first? Or are we doing the Clone Wars? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Can we do Episode 1, Jar Jar? We'll We'll do these... Not chronologically, but I guess in order of release here. Uh, So next week we're going to be coming. There were two Ewok movies, if you didn't know. Uh, When Return of the Jedi finished, uh, I guess George Lucas again was approached by a network. And um, they said, we want to make, you know, a spinoff movie. And he said, well, I'll make an Ewok thing. Because, you know, they had just come off filming it. They had all the costumes still. The Ewok Adventure, otherwise known as Caravan of Courage, came out in 1984. Only one year after Return of the Jedi. Uh, and I saw this movie when I was a kid. I know the second part much better, but I do own both parts. Uh, they did release a double disc with no features, uh, showing you that, you know, Lucasfilm was not that proud of this either. But, um, yeah, Ewok 1, I've seen it. I'm a bit of a fan in that I've watched these movies over and over again, but like I said, I've always at least grown up on the second one. First one is not bad. It's going to be funny to see the reaction of people who have not seen this movie before.
0: Uh, And I'm one of them. I've never seen it before. So, um, I mean, Caravan of Courage just reminds me of uh, the... We have the famous Australian radio duo here, Hamish and Andy, who had a TV show called Caravan of Courage many years ago. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Hamish and Andy appear in this. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, I I don't really have any kind of, you know, it's different going into the holiday special you've heard all the, um, you know, the backlash against it. And, um, you know, I, for one, actually like the Ewoks. Did I just lose people? Because, <laughs> so, I mean, Return of the Jedi. I like the Ewoks. Return of the Jedi is my favourite of all the Star Wars films. So I actually like the Ewoks. I don't get why they necessarily get the hate they do. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to go into this with an open mind. I don't know how I'm going to go in feeling about this. But, um, yeah, surely it's got to be better than the holiday special. So <laughs> tell me at least that, Colin. Grossy
1: have you ever seen the Ewok movies Rossi I haven't okay do you plan to join us next week or are you holding out for something more revolting like the holiday special part 2
2: uh, a remake of the holiday special would
1: be perfect yeah. I, I
2: think that, that would make me come back for
1: 100% alright but you will be back at some point because we have other episodes planned um, yeah we'll see We'll see. Good to be on an episode
0: with you again, Rossi. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, there's groundbreaking.
2: Yeah, history was made,
0: everyone. First in the Oz Network uh, era. Uh, I couldn't even tell you the last Survivor Oz episode you and I (laughs) were on together, but yeah, it's been a while.
1: I don't know if we've had like even multiple episodes with Nick on here yet, have we?
0: Uh, oh, we had Nick. Nick's my Nip Tuck man. Nick, Nick's. Uh, no,
1: no, no. I know he's on Nip Tuck. With I was you, in. But have we I ever was had- everybody.
0: Oh well, I mean, I keep forgetting yeah. he did an episode with you. So like, I, I always think that it was just yeah. me and him, and then Perez for our Survivor New Zealand ones. But no, you and he did one. So Nick, the thing with Nick is like Nick wants to do some of these ones, but Nick's a busy man. Like Nick's, Nick's involved in the Hamilton he's in the Hamilton Council in New Zealand. That's one of the most demanding councils in all of that part of his country. So. Um, we, we we need to. I think when we eventually get, do like some Star Wars ones, proper ones, uh, you'll probably want to get involved. But uh, we haven't we haven't had no one technically on an old group one here yet either. Where you know he's only sticking the lost ones with me. So um, the original crew that got this show together just can't even appear on episodes together. So
1: yeah, they don't care enough. Uh, we're gonna eventually get to the Last Jedi as well uh but up until then we got these movies to carry us i wish it was now
0: Uh, i want to watch the trailer for last jedi for 90 minutes rather than watch
1: this again see there's a reason it's not just because today's the 39th or whatever did you say anniversary yes um of the airing of the holiday special we 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 just know life will get better from here ben uh (laughs) (laughs) depression is real but it does get better from this point on
0: okay thank you i'm glad I'll put the gun down.
1: <laughs> so we'll be back next week to talk about the Ewok adventure, a.k.a. Caravan of Courage. Uh, my name is Colin, and I am your fantasy. I am your experience. So experience me. I am your pleasure. Enjoy me.
0: My name is Ben, and bring back Jar, Jar. Bring back Jar Jar. <laughs> and
2: I'm Rossi, and I can't believe I did this. <laughs>